Good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Nadarim daf pei vav. We are holding on daf pei hey amid beis uh, toward the bottom of the page. Vichi amra hachi. Uh, four lines from the end of the page as we ke- get ever so closer to the end of Maseches Nadarim. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, an honor of his wife and children, and Lila Nishmas' mother, Goldaba Simcha Shalom. Also by Ali Nelson Gurvich, in appreciation of their children's Rebbeim and Marot. Also by Rabbi, Me- Rabbi Mayer Bruckheimer, in honor and appreciation to the Shir and in commemoration of the yard sites in Teves of his mother, Rachel Bas Yisachar Zuchar Bracha, and his wife, Hindel Bas El Kohen. Also by David Ham in honor of his wife Margie, whose birthday is this week, a whole week of celebration. And also for for Shalema for Esther Bas Sarah by the Lightman family, and also for for Shalema to our dear friend Shmaryo Ben Rezel Shoshana Miriam Shavur for Shalema Besoch Shar Chole Yisrael. So uh, we started the discussion yesterday. We got pretty deep into the discussion yesterday about the stira within the Shita of Shmuel because. Shmuel Shmuel paskind like two different Rabbi Yochanan's. He paskind like Rabbi Yochanan Benuri, and he paskind like Rabbi Yochanan Asandler. The problem was that in one instance he seemed to be paskining that a Dover Shaloba Liolam is not an entity, and in the other instance he seemed to be paskining that it is an entity. Meaning, uh, in our Mishnah, we were talking about uh, taking a neder, a woman who takes a neder about her Maisiya Dayim becoming Usr to her husband, and Rabbi Yochanan Benuri said that. Uh, the husband has to be Mayfair, the nether, apparently because uh, Shmuel holds that a person can be Makdish, a Dover Shlobaliolam, a person can make a nether that's going to be Chal on a Dover Shlobaliolam. Yet, on the other hand, Shmuel also paskins, like Rabbi Yochanan Asandler holds, Ain't the Makdish Dover Shlobaliolam. So we have that stira in Shmuel. Can one or can one not be Makdish Dover Shlobaliolam? So yesterday we had three ways. To resolve that stira, the third of which was that that which Rav Huna Bar Yeshua said that in the case of the uh, of of uh, that Shmuel is of course moda that a person cannot uh, take a, a, a neder on a davar shlobaliolam, and the reason the woman has the ability to asser her ma'isiyadayim is because it's not a davar shlobaliolam; it's a davar baliolam. She's not answering her Maisa Yadayim. She's answering her Yadayim. Yadayim Lo'oseyen. That was the third answer that we left off with yesterday. So the Gemara is going to make an Ukimta where uh, the case is that she says she's being Maktish Yadayim Lo'oseyen, but only Lechimigrisha. That she means to say that not that she's being Maktish them right now, she's being Maktish them for when she gets divorced. So the Gemara is going to uh, try to compare the case of a woman being makdish, her yadayim lo'oseyan, l'chi migrisha, to a case of being makdish, a field that's not really in her rishos currently. And the Gemara is going to have four different possibilities of how to compare being makdish, maise uh, yadeha, after she gets divorced, to a case of being makdish a field, meaning what would the parallel case be exactly? So we're going to have four different possibilities, and that's pretty much all of Amad Aleph, is trying to figure out what the parallel case of being makdish yadayim lo seha, l'chimigrisha, would be in the world of a field, of being makdish a field. And then on Amad Beis at the very top, the Gemara is going to suggest a fourth way to resolve the stira between Shmuel and Shmuel, between his paskining like 
like Rabbi Yochanan Nuri, and is paskening like Rabbi Yochanan Sandler. And then the Mishnah on Amin Vez is going to discuss three cases of a neder bitaus or a uh, hafara bitaus rather, where a husband is uh, is is made for a wife's neder uh, bitaus. So uh, because he was he was unaware of some detail of the neder, so we're gonna have three different examples of a hafara bitaus that is an invalid hafara. So let's begin again. We left off at v'chi amrahachi. So the last thing we had said was that Rav Huna resolved the stira within Shmuel. Does Shmuel hold that you can or cannot be makdish adavr shalob aliyolam? And we said that Shmuel, of course, holds that you cannot be makdish adavr shalob aliyolam. You cannot take a neder on adavr shalob aliyolam. A woman cannot take a neder to the uh, that, that her ma'isi adayim that she has not yet produced are going to be aser. That's adavr shalob aliyolam. Aye, what's Shmuel saying that we pass in like our Mishnah that you do have to be made for such a neder if you can't be uh, if if such a neder doesn't work? No, our Mishnah was talking about not that she was makdish davish lobaliyom that she's makdish meisi adayim that she hasn't yet produced. Rather, but Omeris yikachu yaday laosehen that she said she's being makdish for your dayim. Her yadayim are ba'olam. The yadayim are isnu ba'olam. It's just that she's being maktish them in, vis-a-vis the maisi yadayim that they're going to produce. So it's frak the gemara v'chi amra hachi. When she says such a lashon of yikdashu, yaday lit oseyen, kacha, does that really work? Is the hektish going to be chal? V'mishabdun yodel lebal. Right now she's mishubedes to her husband. So she can't be maktish at all. She should have said that she's only being maktish her when there's no longer a Sheba to her husband. But so long as she's still Meshuba to her husband, how could she even be Makdish Yadayel Oseyem? The Ran points out that this is assuming even if you hold a person could be Makdish, you still would need to say that the Hegdish should only be Chal at a time that it will that it will be Baliyolam. Meaning, let's say a, a, a guy wants to convert, he wants to become Jewish, and he wants wants to be Mekadesh and Isha, a Jewish woman, right? So he wants to get married to a Jewish woman right as soon as he converts. So right now that he's still not a Jew, he uh, he, he, uh, he wants to do the Maise Kedushin. So he says, Hareya Mekadesh Asli, La'achar She'ezgayer. I want you to be Mekadesh to me for after I, uh, I, I, I convert. So in such a case, you can do it, but you have to say it beferish. That's what the, the Mishnah says in Meseches Kiddushan and Daf Samach Beis. So based on that, the Ran explains over here that the Gemara is going to go on to say that, yeah, the woman says that the Hektish should only be chal after she gets divorced. And that's why the Gemara says, yeah, now I understand how Adam Makdish Dover Shalom but the Sugya still doesn't work if you hold Ein Adam Yachal Akdish Dover Shalom because this isn't really talking to the, to the, to the issue of being Makdish Dover Shalom Rabbi Kiveger, Masech Sksubis, just raised a more fundamental question. Why doesn't the Gemara pose this challenge of Chiyamra Chikachov, Meshabdan Yodel Lebal, she's Meshubah to the Baal, on, on Rav Hunabrid of Yeshua, meaning uh, Rav Hunabrid of Yeshua, when he initially uh, gave uh, the the uh, the answer, um, I'm sorry, why does it only ask on Rav Hunabrid of Yeshua on this third answer of The Gemara could have asked this on Rav Yochanan Nuri himself, who holds that the husband has to be made for because Shami and then the neder is going to be chal. 
how could the nether be chal? The woman never said that the nether should be chal only after uh, Gerishin. So, uh, so the Rebbe Kivega writes that this din that the Ran is saying over here that even if you hold that a person could be maktish you need to be mefarish that you're being maktish for a zman that it's actually able to be chal is only in a situation where the simple understanding of the person's words is that you're being maktish it right now. So there's a, but there's something external holding uh, back that, uh, that 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 from being chal because it's ain't no ba'olam. But when you are masna meirosh, when you made it very clear from the beginning that the hakna'a or the hektish should only be chal at some later date, or something like that, and right now the item is not perushu, so you don't need to be mefarish that it should only be the, the hektish or the mechir or whatever, should only be chal when you then have it in your rishus, because you already said that it should be so we'll see if it's in your rishus, and if it is, then it's going to be so uh, the the according to the svara of the Gemara that the woman was makdish only her ma'isi yodayim and not the yodayim themselves, you have to say that she intended to be makdish lizman shahayu ba'olam, and then she's already going to be megureshes. So that's why she doesn't need to be mefarit and say that she's being makdish la'achar gerishin. But once Rav Huna answered that she's makdish yodeha l'ma'aseim, then she needs to be mefarit that uh, she only means la'achar gerishin. So any, anyway, again. Bottom line is, Rav Hunah had given this answer that she's not being makdish shalom she's being makdish yodehala oseyan. So says Mar, it still shouldn't work because she's mishubedes to the husband. Answers the Gemara, da'amra l'chimigrasha. That really, it's not that she's being makdish her yodayim right now. She's being makdish her yodayim for after she gets divorced from her husband. And at that point, they're not going to be mishuba uh, to her husband anymore. So in fact, the Gemara, that's great, but hashtamiyas l'chimigrasha. Right now, they're not divorced. How do I know that such a lashon is going to work? Meaning, even if she's makdish her yadayim themselves, and therefore you don't have a problem of lo bali olam, because the yadayim are bali olam. But right now, she's mishubedas to the husband, and she can only be makdish them for after gerishin. So isn't that a chisaron of lo bali olam? Because the matzav of after gerishin is lo bali olam. So true, what she's being makdish is already bali olam, her yadayim but her ability to have any for that to have any impact is that can only have an impact after she's divorced and she's not divorced so isn't that still vital a problem of so I'm Rabbi Ila Rabbi Ila suggests maybe we can compare this to the following case that really in a case where a woman is maktish yadayim lo'osehem there's no chisarun of lobali olam even though right now those yadayim are meshubados to the husband and it's only going to work la'achash but maybe says Rav Ila since her yadayim are completely in her rishos even though whatever she produces with those yadayim are meshubad to the husband but her yadayim are in her rishos maybe she is able to be makdish maisi yadayim that are going to come from them. And he says, because I'll tell you what we could compare it to. Uma ilu omer What would be the din if you have a person who wants to sell his field to his friend right now and then to buy it back from the guy at some later date? So before he sells it in the first place, he says to his friend, this field that I'm about to sell to you, when I turn around and buy it back from you, 
Taktish. I am making it hegdish. So Milo Kachat, doesn't that work? The hegdish, of course it's going to be chal. It's interesting, Rav Ila doesn't quote a Mishnah, he doesn't quote a Bryce, so he, he just says, of course, this is just obvious, that he assumes that Misvara, of course it's going to be chal. That if I own a field right now, so right now I'm the owner of the field, I could be matishit for not now, for after I sell it to you and then buy it back from you. That's when the hegdish is going to be chal, even though this field is about to leave my Rishos. But since right now it's in my Rishos, I could be Makdashit Legabe Azman later on that it will be in my Rishos. So maybe the same should be true when it comes to the Isha, that since her body is in her Rishos, she could be Makdash the Maisiyadayim relating to Azman where the Maisiyadayim are going to be something that she actually gets to keep. The Gerishin, after the Gerishin, when, uh, when the Maisiyadayim are actually going to be hers. So Rabbi Yirmiya says, no, nah, that's not a valid comparison. You can really compare a case of a woman being for, for after the divorce to a case of a guy who owns a field right now and is makdashit for when he buys it back. Even though the sada is going to leave the Roshos of the Mocher, Right now, it's still in his Roshos, and therefore he could uh, be Makdashit, even the Gabi Dizman, that it's going to come back into his Roshos. But Isha, does a woman have the ability to be Makdash or Maisiyadayim right now? It's Meshubah to the Baal, and therefore she can't be Makdash, even the Gabi Dizman, that's Liachar Gerishin. And if you want to compare it, so if you want to make this, some comparison between the case of an Isha and the case of a Sada, Holo dummy Ella, I'll give you a second uh, way to compare it that's more accurate. You know what it's comparable to? Ella Omer Lechavero, a person who already sold his field. I already sold my field to somebody else. Now I go to the guy who I already sold the field to, and I say to him, This field that you own right now, because I already sold it to you, when I buy it back from you, I am here. I am here by declaring it hegdish for the moment of when I buy it back from you. So mi kacha, you think it's going to be chal in such a case? In that case, it's obvious that the hegdish is not chal because right now the field is not in his rishos. That's the parallel case of an isha. So don't tell me, Rav Ila, that the case of an isha being makdash yadayim lo sehem. For, the, for when she's after divorced is comparable to being maktish a field that you own right now and you're being maktish for when you sell it and then buy it back. It's not true. It's much more comparable to a case where you already sold the field and you have no capacity to be maktish for when you buy it back. So this woman should not be able to be maktish her maisiyadayim in such a case. That would be the more, uh, the more apt uh, comparison. So says Gemara, Maskev Rav Papa, Rav Papa rejects Rabbi Yirmiyeh as well. He says, no, a woman who's Maktish Maisi Yodayim is not similar to a case of being Maktish Asada that you already sold and you're being Maktish for when you buy it back. No, Rabbi Yirmiyeh is correct that you can't compare an Isha to a Sada She'em Karlach. I, I agree with that. You can't compare an Isha to a field that I still own that I will one day sell to you and buy back from you because the Sada right now you own completely. Uh, uh, whereas the Isha, the Hermaisi Yadayim are Meshubah to the husband. But me dami Gabizvina Psika Milsayu. But you also can't compare it to a case where she already, where the guy already sold the field. Because when you sold the field, that's it. You have no Rishus over it whatsoever. It belongs to the other party. So of course you have no rights to be Makdashit. Gabi Isha, me Psika Milsa. But when it comes to the Isha, her goof is Birishusa. 
Her body is in her rishos. She, her hands are going to follow her for the rest of her life, hopefully. Right? Meaning her maizid, so, so her yadayim are hers. So it's not like a, a field that you've already sold to somebody else. So, uh, so therefore, Rav Papa says, if you want to compare the case of an isha to a field, I'll tell you what to compare it to. A third possibility of what to compare it to. Holo dami ela omer lechavero. It's similar to a case of a person who borrowed money from his friend and instead of paying back, he gave a mashkon. He said, if I don't pay it back, you can keep this field as a mashkon. You keep it as a collateral. If I don't pay it back, you keep it. If I do pay it back, I get my field back. So he says to his friend, the field that I gave to you as a mashkon, when I am pulled it from you, then uh, it should become kadosh. So Milo Kacha, so in that case, the hektish is going to be Chal. Because at the time that she gave it as a mashkon to the Malva, the, the karka remains in the Rishos of the Lova. And therefore, he's able to be Maktashit, Legabe Azman, that he's already poted and it goes back into his Rishos. So the same should be true by an Isha, that since her guf is uh, in her Rishos, she should be able to be Maktash, her Maisiadel, Legabe Azman. That's Leachar Gerishin. So there is a parallel case by a field, and the parallel case by a field, everyone is trying to say that there's a parallel case by a field, and that should be instructive as to whether a woman can actually, can actually be maktish, for after she gets divorced. The first possibility was Rav Ila thought, oh, the parallel case of a field is clear, it's a slam dunk that you're able to do it, because the parallel case of a field is where you own the field right now. So we rejected that, because you, you don't really, the woman does, is, is mishubedness to the husband right now. So the second thought was, no, it's a slam dunk in the other direction. The parallel the case of the field should instruct us that absolutely not. She has no right to be mentioned. It's like something you've already sold. So we said, no, the woman, case of the woman is not really exactly like something that you already sold. So now the third possibility is that the parallel case of a field should tell you that the woman does have a right to be maktish yodel oseyem. It's not a case where you own it fully, and it's not a case where you don't own it at all. The parallel case of the field is where you've given it as a mashkon. And when you've given it as a mashkon, you have the ability to be maktish it for when you are poda it. So says Gmar, it's still not a great parallel. Maskif la ravshisha bereda ravidi midami. How can you compare the case of the mashkon to the case of uh, the isha? Sada biyado liftoso. When you gave a field as a mashkon, you owe have the ability to be paid to it. You could return the money that you owe, and then you automatically—it's totally in your uh, in, in your control—that uh, you'll get the field back as soon as you pay back the money. So, because you have total control over whether you're going to get the field back, yeah, you could be matish that field because it's totally biyado. But isha biyado liskaresh. Does a woman have control over whether she's uh, uh, ever going to not have her ma'isiyadayim be meshuba to the husband? Have her yadayim be meshuba to the husband? That only happens if they get divorced. That's not totally up to her. It's not up to her at all. That's up to the husband. So since she's not in control of that situation, of uh, affecting the gerishin, so maybe she should not be able to be matish, her maisa, her, her maisa yadayim. The Ran raises the question, it's true. She, she's not in control of being, of, of being miscarriage. But that's not really the issue over here. The issue is, is she in control of regaining her maisa yadayim? 
So Gerishin is one way to regain her Maisiya Dayim. Husband dying is another way. Okay, so that, those things she's not in control of. She's not in control of a mother's Fachayim is not Nitan Biyada and uh, Gerishin is not Nitan Biyada. But there's another way that she can regain her Maisiya Dayim. The Gemara Meseches Ksubis tells us that a woman can say, Eni Nizones, Vieni Elsa. I hereby, uh, you know, forego my rights to Mizonos from, uh, from my husband. And uh, therefore, I'm going to keep my Maisiya Dayim. So isn't she in control of that? That's the sheet of Ravuna Masachas Ksubis, and that's what we pass in La'alacha. So shouldn't a woman be able to be Maktash Maisiya Dayim? Even if she didn't say it, because she's in control that she could say it, so she has. So shouldn't that be comparable to the case of the mashkon? So uh, the Ran raises that question. And he says that this sugya is assuming the woman asks on her husband not only her ma'aseh of tzemer, but ma'aseh of any malacha that she does within the house, cooking and laundry and things like that. And that a woman does not have the ability to say in his own sveniosa. In his own sveniosa, she happens to have a knitting uh, business where she produces uh, whatever. She uh, knits scarves and hats or whatever. So that's something. So that she can say in his own sveniosa. But basic household chores that a woman is supposed to do within the household to keep the household functioning and running, she's not allowed to say in his own sveniosa. Um, and even if the husband doesn't provide her with mizonos, she's still obligated to do those things. And the Ran says, I'll bring you a raya that that's the case. That this woman is assuring on herself all of the uh, the, the malachos of the bias because uh, the sheet of Rabbi Yochum and Nuri in the Mishnah is that the husband could be mefer. Why? Because if they ever get divorced, he has to be able to. Re- he wants to be able to remarry her. And if 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 uh, once they get divorced, this neder is going to be chal. He'll never be able to remarry her. Why? You can't marry a woman who doesn't knit scarves. I mean, what, what would be the problem of uh, getting remarried if she can't do some external ma'aseh adayim? No, but it must be talking about where it's where, where the ma'aseh adayim we're talking about is the kind of ma'aseh adayim that, that's 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 uh, basic to the functioning of a household, and that he's never going to be able to avoid getting hanaa from something she cooks, from something she launders, from something. So that it would make life unlivable. Make it then. So the Ran says that's my raya. That that's the kind of ma'aseh adayim that. Talking about and that kind of ma'asidaim, she's not in control of whether she's mishubedus to the husband. That she's absolutely mishubedus to the husband. Tosos and Masechas Ksubis ask the same the same question that the Ran asks, and Tosos says that the Gemara is trying to be miyashiv the Mishnah, even according to the Shita of Reish Lakish, that a woman can't say any nizanos v'niyosa. Okay, so that's a simpler uh, uh, teretz, but it doesn't you know more balabat. I mean, not not like it doesn't give you a sod. It just tries to say, yeah, we're trying to satisfy all the opinions of Masechas Ksubis. Okay, so now. Um, unlike the previous rejections of the comparisons uh, between uh, the Isha case and the case of a Sada, of the Maktash Sada, where the, uh, each Amora is disagreeing with the Din that the previous Amora said, right? Meaning each time we had, uh, we said, uh, first time, first, the first suggestion of Rav Ilo was, oh, this is just like the Maktash field that you fully own right now. So then uh, the next Amora came along and said, not true, Rabbi Yirmiya said, it's not like being Maktash field that you fully own right now. I, I say it's similar to the opposite din. Uh, being Maktash field, you don't own at all, which you can't do. And then we said, no, no, it's, it's similar to being Maktash a mashkon, which you can do. So each one kept flipping back and forth. Can the woman, can't the woman. So now this rejection is just a rejection related to how to set up the case, but it's not a rejection of the halacha. I mean, the halacha we accept. You're right, that when, when uh, a woman is maktash ma'asiyadayim, in a certain set, you're suggesting it's like being maktash a mashkon, which you can do. 
I agree it's similar to being maktish asada, that you're allowed to be maktish. I just think that we need to you know, tweak the case a little bit. It's not being mak- like being maktish amashkon. You know what it's more comparable to? It's like saying to someone, It's like saying to someone, this field that I gave as a mashkon, as a 10-year mashkon. That meaning there's a, there's a, a, a time limit when the mashkon runs out, when I know for sure I'm getting it back. Where uh, when I redeem it back from you, when I get it back, I want it to be kadosh. Milo kacha, certainly that works, and therefore by the isha as well. So whereas, whereas. Uh, who was it? Uh, Rav Papa had said that you know why the woman is able to be makdash ma'isiyadayim for after she gets divorced because it's just like a case of a mashkon. So Rav Shishabrid Ravidi says it's not just like a case of a regular mashkon, but I agree. I agree. It's it has some basis of comparison to some case of a mashkon, and therefore she can be makdash. And I agree that she can be makdash ma'isiyadayim, but it's just not like a case of a mashkon that has no end to it because the mashkon that has no end to it um, the uh, uh, the, the woman has the the, the the person whose field it was has the ability to uh, to undo it and to get it back, whereas the woman does not is not beyond the liskarish. But it, it's more like a comparison. It's more comparable to a case of a mashkon that has a ten year time limit where you're able to be makdish it, even though it, it, it's a te- not ten year time limit, ten year minimum that it's a mashkon. You get to keep this mashkon for ten years, and I'm only able to be pulled to the mashkon after ten years. So there you have a case where you can't do anything about it. For 10 years, you're locked in. You're not able to do anything about it. And nevertheless, you're able to be maktashit. Mimela, the same is true by Anisha. Even though she can't do anything about it, she can't get divorced. It's not in her control. But nevertheless, she can be maktash. Her ma'isiyadayim. So Rav Ashi rejects that which Rav Shushim says that a woman who's maktash ma'isiyadayim is similar to being, uh, uh, to, to, to the mashkon, to the 10-year mashkon. Maska for Rav Ashi. Mi dami. I reject this comparison as well. Hasum kids. Isha, me is like No, in the case of a 10-year mashkon, there is a time that will come where you will regain control. Yes, I gave you the field as a mashkon, and I'm not allowed to touch it for 10 years. But in 10 years from now, then I will be able to regain control from it. So then I'll get it right back. But Isha, me is like There is no time limit of a, when a woman is going to gain control of her ability to get divorced. She will never have control over her ability to get divorced. That's not up to her. So it's still not a valid comparison. And therefore, just because you could be maktish, a field that you gave as a mashkun for 10 years, does not mean that the woman could be maktish, her maisiyadayim. So therefore, if you're keeping track of the whole sugi over here, we're back to akasha. How can a woman be maktish maisiyadayim when she's still married to her husband? Uh, if you hold the inodim yachal akdish dover shlobeliolam, that you can't be maktish dover shlobeliolam, she's mishubedes to the husband. So don't tell me. We tried to. We've been spending the whole daf saying, no, 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 the case is she's maktish yadayim for after she gets divorced. It doesn't work. It doesn't work because she's not in control of divorce. So what's the case where uh, where where her being maktish, her maisiyadayim is going to work? It's if you hold that you can be matched so says okay back to the drawing board we need to come up with another yishuv for the stira in Shmuel does Shmuel hold that is something that you are in control of or does he hold something you're not in control of a woman can be maktish her yadayim 
even when she's under her husband's uh, control, and even according to those shittos that a person cannot be makdish davar shalom You know why? Shiny konamos dechi kedushas haguftami. That the din of a konam, uh, where you can take a neder and ask something uh, that's meshuba to somebody else, it's like kedush saguf. It's like making something kadshim is beach. That, uh, that 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 uh, and therefore just like when you're makdish something to the mizbeach, and that thing that you're makdish to the mizbeach is meshuba to a balchov, the, the hegdish is mafkia, the shibud, it overrides the shibud, so to a konam has the ability to override the shibud. And therefore the woman can answer with a konam on her husband, her maisiyadayim, already right now, even though her yadayim are meshubadim to, to the husband, yeah, there's a shibud to the husband, but a konam has the ability to override a, a, a shibud. How do I know that a, uh, just like kachim, just like kachim, kachim is bech, has the ability to override a shibud. Where do I see that uh that a kache mizbech has the ability to override a shibud. Look at the rava. Dam rava hektish chametz v'shichur mafkid midei shibud. That there are three things that can override a shibud that you have to someone else. Hektish if a person is makdish a shor to the mizbech and that shor is meshuba to a balchov, the hektish is going to be chal and the malva has to collect his chov from somewhere else. And we don't uh, treat it as if you stole uh, that shor and therefore it's possible for a carbon. You didn't steal it. That shor was meshuba to someone, but by making it hegdish, that shibud on that shor goes away, and the shor is perfectly good to be used on the uh, the mizbech. Tosas and Meseches Ksubis and the Tesson Beis says, uh, I have a great idea then. Um, anytime you don't want to have to actually uh, have a shibud, just be makdish everything. Meaning uh, every lova could ask in the chasav, mean not be makdish, makdish you won't have it. Make it a konam. If a konam can override a shibud, just like hektish can override a shibud. So if I have my house, is that you have a lien on my house that, uh, that you're going to collect it. If I don't pay back, the, the bank will collect my house. If I don't pay my mortgage. I can say, my house is a konam to you. <laughs> That's it. Then uh, it's mafkia the shibud. And now you're not going to be able to, to collect it. So isn't that like ridiculous? A person could, uh, it takes away the whole uh, the teeth of any shibud. So uh, so Tosa suggests that just like the chachamim were machzik the koach of the baal not to be mafkia uh, the, 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 that the woman should not be mafkia the shibud they're machzik the koach of the balchov not to be noel delas bifnei lovim meaning it would work but we make certain takanos rabbanim to protect balichov so uh, so we make takanos that it shouldn't actually work but but in principle in principle it works so and the other example the other two examples were chametz let's say Yisrael is, is Meshabit is chametz to a nachri. So uh, as soon as the zman or chametz comes, so it's pokeh the shibud. The chametz becomes asher bahana, like a chametz shal Yisrael. And uh, and even though the gemara and pesachim daflamin and beis, Ron points out the gemara and pesachim says that if you uh, if uh, if you lend uh, if a nachri lends money to Yisrael and the Yisrael is meshabed is chametz, the chametz is mutter after pesach. That's only where the Yisrael actually brought the chametz to that beis of shal nachri to the nachri's house. So then we say it actually belongs to the nachri. But so long as you didn't actually deliver the chametz to the nachri's house, and there's only a shibud on it, so as soon as Pesach comes and it becomes aser, so that's mafkia the shibud. You could destroy the chametz because the chametz becomes aser. And shichur, if a person is meshabid is evet to a balchov to pay back a chov, and then he's meshachar the evet, so that that shichur is mafkia the shibud, and the malva is going to have to collect from somewhere else. He's not going to be able to collect from that evet. So in this way, Rav Ashi is miyashev the stira in Shmuel. That according to Shmuel. You 
you cannot be makdish, you cannot aser, a davash lobaliyolim, is not here, and therefore you don't have any rights over it. And that's why he paskins like Rabbi Yochanan Asandar, that a husband cannot be makdish, the moser maisi de ishto, that he's going to be zoche in after uh, she dies. Because you can't be makdish a davash However, when a woman is makdish, her since her kufa yadayim belonged to her, and the husband only has a shibud in them, she's able to be mafkia, that shibud of the husband, with a konam, because a konam has a din of kachem is And that's why he paskins, that's why Shmuel paskins like Rabbi Yochan Ben-Nuri, that a woman who asers her maisi yadayim on her husband, the husband is going to have to be made for that neder, because maybe they're going to get divorced, and it's going to be also for him to remarry her. So, but if that's the lumdus over here, the, 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 that, that a woman is able to be mafkia, any shibud she has to the husband, by use of a konam, why does Rabbi Yochum Anuri say that the, the reason the husband has to be made for is just in case they get divorced, that he should be able to remarry her? He, he could have said that the husband could be made for because already right now, he becomes Asr B'maisiyadeha, meaning a konam overrides. Konam overrides a shibud. So right now already, he's Asr B'maisiyadeha. So why would you have to say, oh, because if they get divorced and he wants to remarry, yeah, so says, well, you're right. Tani v'od shami grishana. That really Rabbi Yochman Nuri is saying two things. Number one, the husband should be, is, is, should, uh, should be mefer uh, since she could Asr it already right now. She could Asr B'maisiyadeha on him right now because the konam is mafkir mide shibud. And number two, even if you're going to say that the are machzik the koach of the Baal, that uh, that the shibud will not be mufka through a konam, which is a takarudra abanan that we might put in place to protect him. That even though a konam should override a shibud, maybe the takana, the chacham put a takana in place, just like we mentioned before. Tulsa said that the chacham will put a takana in place uh, not to be noel dolz loven. That if a guy uh, lends money, that even though uh, a konam should be mafkia the shibud, but we'll make a takana to protect the person. Nevertheless, there's still the possibility. Shami Yigrashana and he'll want to remarry her. And therefore, Rabbi Yochaman is saying both of those things. So yeah, that's why the husband has to be made for the nether. Period. That's the hard part of today's stuff. So now says the uh, the Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us three cases of a hafara betalus, where a person does a hafara sandarim on his wife, but he didn't realize there was some sort of mistake that he made. So case number one is nadra ishto visavar shenadrabito, or nadrabito visavar shenadra ishto. His wife took a nether, he thought it was his daughter that took the nether. Or his daughter took the nether, he thought it was his wife that took a nether. So that's a ta'us. The run writes that they, how did he, he mess that up? That they told him, your wife took a nether. And really it was his daughter that took a nether. They were mad to him. They told him the wrong information. The Ritva says, no, no, it could be that he heard it with his own ears. He was standing in another room and he heard a feminine voice uh, say a nether. And his wife and his daughter, every time they answer the phone, people say, oh, is your mommy home? And oh, no, I am the mom. Right? They always get confused. They have the exact same voice. So uh, when he heard the nether, he thought it was his daughter. It was really his wife. He thought it was his wife. So, so that's where you have such a, uh, such a case. The Shittim Gvetzis writes that uh, that's a greater Kiddush, that even if he was miscaving to be Mayford, the very voice that he heard, meaning he heard the voice, and he, and he didn't want to be, but he just couldn't identify who that voice belonged to, that's also called a neder, a neder betalus. The Ran also writes in the name of the Tosefta that this Mishnah is talking not only in a case where it was, uh, he was made for a neder betalus, but even if he's mekayim a neder betalus, that's also not, not binding. 
the hakama betalus would also not be hakama. So uh, even though the Mishnah only mentions hafar explicitly, the assumption is that who hadin when it comes to uh, to, to hafara. Um, it's interesting. The the some sort of points out the Mishnah didn't think to talk about a case where a guy is married to two women and he thought it was one woman and it was really the other woman. It only discusses bita ishto or ishto bita. Okay. So anyway, so that's one case of talus. Second case of talus. Nadra ben Nazir. A woman was a macabre Naziris on herself, and Mela she became usher in eating uh, grapes and drinking wine and any grape products. The suburbs should not carbon, but he thought that she uh, took a nether that she's not going to have grapes and wine, uh, as a, that it should be usher to her like a carbon, but not that she actually became a Nazira or Nadra Bakarban, the suburbs should not Nazir, or vice versa. She took a nether that she's not going to have grapes and wine, and that's going to be like a, a carbon to her. And he thought that she was really taking a nether Nazirus. Third case of a ta'us, Nadrumi Ta'enim. She took a nether ana'a from Ta'enim, the Savash Nadrumina Anavim. And he thought that she had really taken a nether from Anavim and not from Ta'enim, from grapes and not from uh, Ta'enim. The, the, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the 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 preacher raises the question: Why does the mission have to tell me that the afar is not chal mishum talus balavachi? It's uh, it's not going to be chal because generally speaking, you need to be mefarit the neder. You need to in order to, to be matir a neder, you need to be mefarit the neder. So how could it be that the afar would have ever been chal? Of course, it's not going to be chal. Forget about the talus element of it. You have to say what it is. So obviously, if he thought that it was teinim and it's really anavim or vice versa, no one was ever mefarit it to him. So if no one was ever mefarit it to him, so of of course it's not going to be chal. So the preacher says, no, no, no. You only need to be mefarit. It's a big sod in halacha. You only need to be mefarit when it's nidre mitzvah. When you take a nether for a mitzvah, so then you need to be mefarit the nether. That's the story I've told many times. Where I had a Talmud that called me up. He was married for, I don't know, seven years or something. And he said that uh, he had just lost his job. And when they originally got married, his wife's kala teacher said that every time they have tashmish amita, they should give uh, money to tzedakah afterwards. So he said he's been giving $50 for tzedakah every time they've had uh, Tashmash Amita. Now he just lost his job, which means two things. That he has more time on his hands, and it means that uh, that he has less money uh, on his hands. So now uh, he, he can't afford this. Uh, this. So what do I do? So I, he, he got to have in the dorm, but you have to be mefarate the nether because it's Nidre Mitzvah. It's weird, but it's Nidre Mitzvah because anytime you're going to give tzedakah associated with anything. If you say that I'm going to give $50 in tzedakah every time I scratch my head, that's also Nidre Mitzvah. So, uh, so you have to be mefarit. The nether only by nidre mitzvah. Over here, she decides she's not eating te'enim. That's not nidre mitzvah. It's just stam nether. So you don't need to be mefarit the nether. The shot says a little differently that uh, this din that you need to be mefarit the nether is only by hataras chacham. It's not by hafaras habal. Hafaras habal could be even without a period of the of the nether, even without specifying the nether. So that's how this case could happen. So anyway, that's the third case in the Mishnah that she's nadrimi te'enim, and she thought she was uh, he thought she was nadrimi anavim or nadrimi anavim v'savish nadrimi min hateinim. So uh, so in those cases, there's a question why the Mishnah has to give all three cases that he made a mistake about who the woman was that took the nether, wife or daughter. The second case was he made a mistake about whether it was the the the, the refrain. From grapes and and and, uh, and wine was nazirus or some other type of nether, and uh, where he didn't even know what she was trying to refrain from. Why does he have to mention all three? It's very strong. It says that it's lozu avzu. Not only if he uh, made a mistake about who it was that the afar is not going to work, even if the mistake was only about the sug nether, and even if the mistake was only between te'enim and anavim, uh, the the afar is not going to work uh, because he was made for the wrong thing. So in all these cases, hareze yaf. 
Yachzer V'yafer. He's going to have to do another hafara because the hafara was done totally bitaus. The Me'iri writes that if a person heard that his wife took a neder and he said, Yafa Asis, Good, great, great going, or any other lashon that would otherwise normally be interpreted as akama, but he didn't know that that lashon is mekayim the neder. Now he wasn't intending to be mekayim the neder. He's just his, uh, you know, he was always told it's good shalom bayis to always encourage your wife. So uh, she took a neder, and he's like, great job, honey, because that's what he says about everything she does. But he didn't realize that that counts as a hakama. So then he can't be made for the neder. That's uh, then, then it's already even though he didn't know that it's a hakama, but what he was actually doing was a hakama. So it's irrelevant whether he knew that that counts as a hakama or not, and therefore he cannot be made for the neder. That's the Shulchan Aruch Paskins in your day, Reish Lamedalim, Sif Chavbeis, in the name of a Tshuva Sarashba. It's interesting. There's a, in a Drasha Saran based on this mission. The Mishnah says he doesn't know was it his wife or was it his daughter that the hafar is not going to be chal. Drasha Saran says the same is true by bracha. If you give a bracha to one person and you thought it was somebody else, the bracha is not going to be chal. And Drasha Saran says, so how did the bracha that Yitzchak gave to Yaakov work? Uh, he thought it was Esav. So the bracha shouldn't be chal. So he has a whole discussion where uh, when the bracha is given b'nevuah, it's not Yitzchak giving the bracha. Hashem is just speaking through Yitzchak, and Hashem knew exactly who the bracha was going to. That that's the nature of uh, nevuah. Okay, we'll stop there. But Hashem will pick up with the Gemara at the bottom of the page tomorrow.